Well, we do this thing thing in our house uh, every night before uh, bed where we let Gabriel and Ellis pick one hymn each from the hymnal, and um, I, Lauren, will try our best to sing whichever hymn they pick. You know, there are some really ex- obscure <laughs> hymns in there. Uh, a lot of them we do pretty pretty good. Um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's totally random, but other times it just seems like we land on the same hymn kind of night after night after night, and that happened last year after Christmas, but for some reason, um, it was Angels We Have Heard on High, like over and over and, and over again, uh, night after night after night, week after week after week. It's like, man, this is uh, so random. I don't know how we keep landing on this one over and over again. Um, but a, So a hymn that I was already you know, pretty familiar with became even more familiar to me, and in particular, the second verse. Shepherds, why this jubilee, why your uh, joyous strains prolong, what the gladsome tidings be which inspire your heavenly song. This verse seems to ask in a tone of, of sheer curiosity, if not surprise, hey you shepherds, like what's, what's gotten into you? Why, why are you so joyful? What's up with this heavenly news that you're, you're singing about? We know what it is. So for us, it's like a rhetorical question, right? We, we know why this jubilee. But it, it got me thinking about the sheer marvel that the straight from heaven news of the birth of God's own son, the savior of the world, would be announced to shepherds in a field. First, not to kings, not to priests, to shepherds. Maybe the fact that the good news of Jesus' birth was announced first to those on the margins, those on the underside of power, is itself news worth singing. Because it shows that God bypasses no one. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there, grow us, transform us, so that we might bear fruit for you. As we pray in your son's name. Amen. Our scripture reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. This very familiar story, but I want you to pay particular attention uh, to the shepherds. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax lists. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn son, her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. Nearby, shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angel stood before them. The Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. 
you will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel praising God. They said, glory to God in heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the shepherds returned, when the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what's happened. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw this, they reported what they had been told about this child. Everyone who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds told them. Mary committed these things to memory and considered them carefully. The shepherds returned home glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Everything happened just as they had been told. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's simply a, a beautiful image, isn't it? That, that song, Angels We Have Heard on High, this, this passage. Shepherds in, in a great field staring up in wonder at, at a sky full of the heavenly host, singing out praise, announcing the birth of the Savior of the world, the echoes of, of their song reverberating off the mountains to add to the holy chaos and joy of the moment. This group of, of herders must, must have, have looked at each other wide-eyed and puzzled and stunned at the announcement of global proportions made intimately local to them. To, to them. Nobody's shepherds outside of Bethlehem in Palestine. It is a beautiful image sung. The truth is, the image shepherds had in those days was mixed at best. On the one hand, King David had been a shepherd, and the image of shepherds is used throughout Scripture in the Old Testament to talk about Israel's rulers or about the loving rule and presence of God. Think Psalm 23. However, in practice, shepherds were definitely not high culture or high status. They were not highly educated. They did not live inside palaces, temples, or, or grand dwellings. Many, in fact, didn't live in, in a home at all, but slept near the sheep in a cave or in a stable. Luke's gospel that we just read tells us that there were shepherds living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. Living in fields doesn't suggest some kind of temporary overnight camping thing. Shepherds smelled like the sheep they kept. They were looked down upon by priests, temple officials, religious experts alike because they were not able to easily keep ritually clean. Their character was often called into question. They were viewed as shiftless troublemakers who, who let their sheep graze wherever, even on fields that didn't belong to them. They were considered untrustworthy, unreliable. They were lower class with little to no power or influence. They moved from place to place, largely unnoticed by people in power. They were quite literally not worth counting. Most people were glad that they spent most of their time out in the hills. And yet these are precisely the folk to receive this world-changing news. They are the ones who get the announcement first that the king of kings has been born. What kind of announcement would we expect for the birth of a king? 
This week I kept thinking of, of the Lion King, right? Where all the animals of the kingdom are, are gathered in the grassland underneath that massive rock outcrop, pride rock. And Rafiki the baboon lifts up Simba, presenting him to the roars and the stamping of the celebrating creatures. I don't know what the divine equivalent of that would have been with Jesus, but, but God could have done something like that with Jesus or or, or maybe at least like announce something that significant to the most significant and influential people of the day. I mean, kings or rulers, temple priests, religious leaders, people with, with real influence and, and power and education. An announcement at the temple or, or, or a palace. Luke really captures the contrast in this news announcement in, in chapter 2. The, the scene opens with, uh, with the, kind of the metaphorical Roman trumpet blaring the news of an imperial order from Caesar. Caesar Augustus, the one celebrated by many as savior because he ended a civil war, uh, makes a decree that people need to go to their hometowns and be registered in a census because then you could be taxed. And so everyone, including a pregnant mother and a carpenter from Little Nazareth, has to travel to be counted. This was news that brought with it fear and demands. The announcement that made the most short-term noise without any long-term glory was Caesar's decree. It's the far and wide announcement that got everyone's attention, that got everyone moving. Everyone it is except those shepherds, except those shepherds, people only mattered to Rome because they could be counted. Shepherds weren't counted. Shepherds didn't matter. But that's not the real news, is it? On the other hand, heaven itself with with angel forces makes an announcement about the birth of the messiah jesus christ the lord the only ones who hear it who respond to it are shepherds in a field the very ones not worth being counted it's a different kind of news that summons them to bethlehem and they go and find this baby and they worship him this was news that brought with it peace and joy. Look, I bring good news to you, to you, shepherds. Wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior, a Savior for people like you, shepherds, is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. Perhaps God wanted to make this announcement precisely to the people that the Roman world literally thought did not count. Rome might not favor folks like shepherds. Their own people might not favor folks like them either. But God did. People mattered to Rome because they could be counted. People like shepherds count to God because they matter. In order for the news of Jesus' birth to truly be wonderful, joyous news for all people, it has to be wonderful, joyous news for people like those shepherds first. All includes shepherds. Shepherds, why this, this jubilee? Why your joyous strains prolong? Because God thinks they matter. Because someone has good news for them. 
Because on people like them, God's favor rests. Because God has said to them, in effect, I, I love and care about you. Because the Lamb of God came to liberate, redeem, and save folks like them. How godly appropriate, right? That the good news for all the world would be announced first to the group of people most likely to be forgotten or seen as insignificant by all the world. How godly appropriate that the Lamb would be born to shepherds. How godly appropriate that the good shepherd, that news of the good shepherd's birth would first be spread around by shepherds. And this may have surprised the shepherds, but, but it really shouldn't surprise us. The fact that God would announce God's birth, among, uh, uh, God's birth among us to folks like shepherds instead of the powerful, the rich, the well-educated, the well-connected, the well-informed. God always does what the world does not expect. Earlier, newly pregnant Mary sung a song about the world-turning event of Jesus' birth, and her sung words are a prelude, a preview of the the chorus of news received by the lowly shepherds in a field. When she sings with all her heart, with all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on everyone will consider me highly favored because the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy for everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. Then Jesus' own life and, and ministry continued the news worth singing to people of low degree. Jesus preached the good news of God's kingdom to to all. But look where he started. His first sermon said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captive, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And most of his ministry was dedicated to loving and associating with people just like those shepherds, those society looked down upon those with little power or status, those traditionally without a seat at the table, who were the first to hear the good news of his birth were also the first ones to get a seat at his kingdom table. What the gladsome tidings be, which inspire your heavenly song, which inspire our heavenly song, Jesus' birth announcement to shepherds means God does not bypass anyone. If God's good news about Jesus' birth has, is, is roomy enough for shepherds and those like them, that means there's room for you and for me. Since God's love is for all people, God chose to reveal God's love to people who were and are looked down upon and considered less by others. After all, we're only truly aware of God's great love for us when we accept the fact that God loves people society looks down upon or we look down upon the most, the same as God loves us. Because here's the truth. Honestly, if we had been living in those days, we would likely have not been the ones heaven's announcement came to first. It would have been good news for us, make no mistake, 
wonderful news for us. But the, but the gospel, the heavenly announcement would have come first to the undocumented migrant worker coming home late to his family, to the homeless man on the corner, to the mom at the safe shelter, to the family of color trapped in a cycle of, of systemic racism and generational poverty thinking their lives don't count. To the new, newly released felon that no one wants to hire. The LGBTQ person who has just come out to family. We would have heard the good news from them. Just like everyone else heard it from the shepherds. They would be singing and sharing the song of joy to us. News worth singing. And like the shepherds, I, I want to sing news about a God who doesn't overlook any person. I, I want to sing news about a God who notices us when we feel overlooked. I, I want to sing news about a God who didn't need to be born in a palace. I want to sing news about a God who was born in a manger and was worshipped by shepherds. I want to sing news about a God who cares about the very people that I sometimes care to forget. I want to sing news about a God whose birth among us shows God won't forget us. I want to sing news that is for all people precisely because it is good news for specific people. I want to sing news about the Lamb of God born to take away the sins of the world. I want to sing news about a God who surprises and turns the world's conventions on their head. I want to sing news about a God who, who came to call sinners and not the righteous. I want to sing news about a grace that, that comes not to those who think they have it figured out, who have earned it by birth, education, success in the world, I want to sing songs about, I want to sing news about a God who says we'll know it's Jesus if we find him in the manger places of the world. I want to sing news about a God who lets shepherds and, and folks like us announce heavenly tidings. I want to sing news that was also sung by angels and that echoed off of mountains and whispered in the heart of a mother. I want to sing news that pulled shepherds out of their fields and to a manger. How about you? When that sung news ends, I want to run to the king, wherever he might be, just like those shepherds. Care to join the chorus? Gloria in excelsis Deo. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.